The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Life is a highway. Big wheels, come on, turn it. Days are winding Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our second annual summer road tour powered by Echo, Kohler Engines, Site One, and Nice Job. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am here in Reedville, North Carolina with Pete from GCI Turf. Thank you to our show sponsors, Echo, Kohler Engines, Site One, and Nice Job for making this all possible. And most importantly, thank you to you, Pete, on a Saturday morning for making time uh, that we can come and hear the GCI Turf story. You have been a highly recommended guest that I come and visit you, so I'm thankful to be here. Sure. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, when I saw those stripes in the front yard, I was like, I, I found it. <laughs> yeah, well, the shop yard looks kind of rough right now. Yeah, I think the guys up north uh, with the cooler season turf, you know, looks like their stripes are always looking better. And, and down here, I live in Georgia, yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. It, it seems to be difficult to, to get that lush green and stripe, but you pulled it off out there. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it a little while, so... We, we kind of got cool season and warm season here. Yeah, it's like transitional. So, so, yeah, so you get kind of the best of both worlds. And I, I'm going all Bermuda here at the shop. And then, uh, of course, I got my fescue and Kentucky bluegrass at the shop. I mean, at my house. Excuse me. Okay. So tell us a little bit of the uh, GCI origin story, how you got started. Well, uh, I was about to get married uh, 20 years ago. And my, uh, the job I was working at the time, I got fired for something I really didn't do, but you know, that's a different story. And, uh, of course my wife was freaking out or well, my soon to be wife was freaking out. Well, how, you lost your job and we're getting married in a month. Wow. And so it was kind of like, Ooh, but, um, I kind of had always had a passion for, keeping my yard nice, you know, keep having some nice grass and mowing. And I just love mowing grass. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the neighbors, uh, or, or, or my wife had bought a, house, a home. She bought this, the, her first home or my soon to be wife had bought her first home. And <clears throat> one of her neighbors down the street said, Hey, you know, help me with my yard. I was like, sure. We'll do that. 
And so I helped him. And then one of his buddies said, you help me with mine? And I yeah. was like, yeah. And we kind of, it just kind of it clicked. And I said, well, let's do landscaping, lawn care. And that's kind of how it all started. Those were your first few customers. Yeah. Just kind of off a little word of mouth type thing. You know. Did you have a mower or, or a weed eater, blower? How, how did you have the equipment? Uh, I didn't have any. Um, <laughs> I had like a little 19... 19- 92 Toyota truck. It was my little daily driver. And um, um, I picked up a little, uh, I think it was an Echo, like a little curved shaft weed eater. Okay. I picked up from uh, Home Depot or somewhere like that. And then I didn't even own a blower. I had to borrow my neighbor's blower uh, to, to use that. And then I didn't own a trailer. So I went to my dad and said, hey, I need to borrow your trailer. I'm, I'm mowing yards for a living. And uh, so he let me borrow it, and it didn't even have a gate on it, a ramp. You know, I had uh, the little two-by-fours. Yeah. I'd slide them off the back and, and you know, go in and out like that. <clears throat> and um, and then the mower, uh, it was like a little, what was that thing? It was like a 21-inch something that we just had around, and I used it for a while. And then I, I kind of graduated pretty quickly to a, uh, it was old Toro, 36 inch walk behind with the belt the, drive, the, the handle, the belt drive that the handlebars kind of went, yeah, you know, were kind of wobbly. <laughs> it's it how kinda, you get them forearms. Yeah. It was kind of weird driving that thing, man. And, um, but that's how I started. And I rolled like that for the first 12 to 16 months, roughly. And, uh, I worked an incredible amount of hours. So you got married at this in, in this uh, season. Yep, yep. So that right. put a fire under your butt to get out there and provide. Oh man, yeah, you got to make money, man. Mama's got to eat. No money, yeah. no honey. That's right. That's right. And f- we were in a, a pretty fortunate situation because she was a nurse. Oh, she used to be a nurse, so she made pretty good money, and she carried the benefits and all that. And uh, I just kind of went out and done my hustle. And and when I say I went door to door, I basically went door to door saying, hey. I'll cut your grass. I own a lawn care company. I was Did excited. you have a card, a flyer, or you were just showing up, knocking door? And- uh, no, I didn't do any cards. I just went and told them. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. yeah, I opened my mouth and told them. And so that uh, word of mouth marketing, you just started to pick up clients, and this is in Reedsville? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept it, tried to keep it close. I mean, you know, and, I, and everything I worked out, out of my home, my little starter home, which is kind of right down the street, and... um I uh, finally made enough money to buy my first zero turn. Oh, wow. And that was an X mark. Yeah. Uh, Laser Z or stuff, yeah. whatever that thing is. And, oh, man, it was on in. I could mow so many more yards in a day. And uh, I actually ended up putting headlights on it. So I mowed at night. I had this trailer park that I, I, I hooked up with, and I, I worked it out with them where I could mow that after dark. Wow. And so I would, I would be out there on... Thursday or Fridays and mowing from nine to 10, 10 30 at night with headlights. And then how did the company grow from there? Did you, did you get a first employee? Did it, cause it sounds like you just kept picking up accounts of eventually it was too much for you to handle. I'm imagining, you know, 20 years ago, you know, I kind of jumped in it at the right time. You know, everybody in the brother didn't have a mower and a trailer when I, when I kind of got started and so, yeah, you're right. It just kind of spiraled and went crazy. 
those first three or four years. And I'm trying to remember, where were we at? I want to say about four years in, three years in, is when we had to start looking for an employee. Oh, wow. And and one of my best buds uh, who worked at a cotton uh, mill, I think is where he worked, and I kind of started talking to him. I said, hey, why don't you come help me? And we, we got the money right and, you know, what he needed to have to work. Yeah. And and he came on, and we worked side by side for a while. And then I was like, man, I need another guy. The phone is ringing off the hook. Yeah. And and it's still at that point, I hadn't done any marketing. Zero. Matter of fact, to, to even till today, I haven't done any real true marketing. Um, it's just all word of mouth, organic growth. And we put on our second employee, and then I put those guys in a truck by themselves. Wow. And I said, dang, I can buy me a second truck now, and I can do double the work. It was just, it was like magic for me. I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. And that's what we did. And it just, it kept rocking and rolling like that. And uh, What year was this when you had the, the guy from the cotton mill and then you, you went ahead and got the second guy on with him? Or Yeah, and, and he actually came from the same place of employment okay. as, as the first guy. And I want to say it was around uh, probably year four or five-ish. Okay. I think I think my first guy, Brandon, had been with me for maybe nine to 12 months, just me and him. Yeah. Before we put on a third guy. And was your wife uh, still nursing then, or was she helping you with the administration stuff? Oh, or? Uh, oh no, no, no. She was still doing nursing. Okay, yeah. so you're running everything. Oh, yeah. Billing, making sure the yards get cut, taking in the calls. Oh, yeah. You're doing it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't until... Uh, we put up a little, you know, the little outdoor carport, uh-huh. you know, twelve hundred dollar throw up carport things. Yeah, we put one of those at the house at, at the same starter home, and of course I worked out of that. Okay, put my mowers and you know trimmers, sharpening blades and everything was in in that little uh, uh, out, outdoor carport, and um, done the office work in the house in the kitchen there, and um, we got to the point to where we had three or four employees and they were all coming to the house and parking on the side of the road. I was like, "Mm, we got to do something different. And so we started looking for somewhere to rent or buy. Yeah. And where we're at right now is what I found. Wow. Yeah. And the, the, there's one, two, three, four, there's five buildings on property on site. And the one of them in the back was for rent. And it's about, I think it's about 4,000 square feet, maybe 3,000, 4,000. And um, so we come over here, started renting there, and the operation went to there, and then uh, the um, office stayed at home. You know, and, of course, I came here to work every day, went out on a crew like anybody else would, and I got home, and that's when I would do all the billing and invoicing and all the uh, stuff. Yeah. This was back in the day. So that they probably didn't have the CRMs that they have now. How are you collecting all the money and, and staying on top of making sure you're getting paid from the work you did? We handwritten invoices and stuck okay. them in the mail. Yeah. Old, super, old school. Super old school. They'd send you a check. And they'd send me a check and then we keep on rolling. Or even sometimes they pay us on the spot. Yeah. Know? Go out and mow Johnny's yard. Check under the mat in the grill. Yep. 
yep. hand you the money. So at uh, this point, you're mowing, edging, trimming, and blowing. Mm-hmm. W- what point did you um, start to understand the fertilization, weed control, and the, the enhancements and the other aspects of um, lawn maintenance and landscaping? I went and played a round of golf um, by myself solo one day. And I've always had a, a gift to be able to hit the golf ball a, a real long ways. Really? Yeah. And um, I, I was in the Remax World Long. Oh, finals. the long drive contest? Yeah. yeah, I finished 10th in the world in 02. So, wow. Uh, so I, I, What been, driver do you use? Uh, at that time, I was sponsored by Pinnacle and Cobra. Okay. One, one of my sponsors. So I used Cobra stuff, okay. obviously. And um, uh, eight degree, seven degree. Uh, my competition clubs were four and five. Oh, degree. that's how you really hit it far. Oh yeah, real low. Oh no, no, I hit it extremely. Well, I mean high. the the degree of the driver right was low, right? But you my, hit my four degree goes extremely high. What? How far did you hit it when you placed tenth in two thousand two? What was uh, your? I think I got put out at three hundred and seventy five yards, wow. I believe, and the other guy was like three seventy eight or something. Wow! So, what state was that in? That was in Mesquite, Nebraska. Okay, Mesquite, Nebraska. Mesquite. What's what's Mesquite? I don't know. Nevada. Nevada. It's Nevada. Okay, yeah. I used to watch that on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was one. I was one place off from the money round ah and and that's the tv round okay which would have really been cool but i played this round of golf i was by myself and i didn't see the guy in front of me and i hit my drive and went clean over his head and then i rolled up his like you know he's like what are you doing dude you hit into me i was like yeah i didn't see you and um we ended up playing that round of golf together uh-huh. And, and he was a surgeon and um, lived in a very uh, fancy gated community mm-hmm. over in Greensboro. And he was at, you know, what do you do? What do you do? That kind of thing. And uh, so, you know, on a lawn care company, we cut grass and do that. And he's like, man, I despise mowing my grass. I was like, really? Well, I'll mow it for you. <laughs> and so, bingo, I went and jumped in with him. And got in his gated neighborhood community and just happened to notice all the yards. And I was like, man, that grass is so pretty. Yeah. I want to go touch it. And you know, I'm like, man, this looks so good. How do you do this? So you were used to kind of mowing a mixture of weeds and a hodgepodge out, yeah, out in the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and their grass w- was weed-free lush yeah. looking now, now my my personal yard i kept it really tight mm-hmm. really nice and you know no weeds and nothing like that so I, I had general basic knowledge you know weed killer and fertilizer but you know when you get up in these gated communities they're like these are top of the line uh turf grass yards and you know they're taken t- care of to a very high standard and i was like I want my yards to look like that. Matter of fact, I want my yard to look better than that. And so I actually hired the big national company and said, hey, y'all need to come treat all my yards. Well, I ain't got to do it because I didn't have a license or anything like that mm-hmm. to spray. And and they did. And things looked a little bit better. And then over the course of six or eight months or so, or maybe a year, 
uh, you know, I was like, you know, I got weeds over here and this don't look that good and this don't look as like I want it to. And I, excuse me, and I complained a little bit, obviously, and nothing got done. And so I finally said, you know what? I'm going to do this stuff myself. And so from that point on, uh, which I don't know, we'll probably, and actually uh, my timeline's a little off. I think we actually started the weed control portion uh, to some extent when I was still at my starter home working out of that. I think my timeline's a little off. Um, cause we've been, we've been in the weed control portion of this for about 14, 15 years okay. out of the, but the guy you played golf with that lived in the fancy schmancy neighborhood, he, he, did he become your customer? Oh yeah. Yeah. He was my first ever contract. Okay. He was like my first ever 12 month contract. And, uh, well, you know, we get paid 12 months out of the year. He had and, Bermudas, Alicia, what do you have? Oh no, it's all fescue. Oh, okay. It's all fescue. Yeah. And then we're still doing his yard today. Oh wow. Oh yeah. It's really good looking turf. And, um, I, I kind of, I, I wanted to do it myself just because I wasn't getting any results from the other guys. And so I basically started teaching myself, um, you know, all this lawn care stuff, fertilization, weed control, disease control, pre-emergent, post-emergent, the whole nine yards. And I would have little test areas at my starter home mm-hmm. where I lived and I would, I would try different varieties of fescue and you know fertilize them this way fertilize them this way water them this way this kind of weed control and i just basically self-taught myself how to do all that stuff and then how did you get from from that point to all these buildings are yours now correct yes sir this whole thing so how in the world did you get from that point to really expanding and growing into to where things are at today well we like I said, we've never really done any, you know, true marketing. I, I ran an ad in uh, the Yellow Pages one time. It was $1,500 for a year and not the first person called wow. off that. Yeah, because we tracked it to yeah. see how many people going to call off this and none. I was like, well, the heck with this crap. And I'm, I'm going to give you 1500 bucks and not get any, anything out of return. So, uh, it's all been organic word of mouth. Um, and, uh, probably I think it was about four, three years ago, maybe the gentleman that owned all this property, uh, the building you and I are sitting in now used to be a church Okay, and he rented this space out for, to a church and the church left and okay. went, went to the city and, um, the gen- the guy that owns the property said, Hey, you want to buy? I was like, oh, yeah, I've been ready to buy, brother. And so we bought everything and then just kind of reorganized it and all uh, the way we wanted it. And we're when we're fully staffed now, we're 15 employees. Wow. Now, including the folks in the office. And um, it it's really just been organic, man. I, I haven't done any average. Now, let me take it back. The, the online thing, now that I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. That. I'm, I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that is helping the local company because mm-hmm. we do get phone calls say, hey, I saw Pete on YouTube and I want him to do my yard. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but, but that's other, free marketing too. YouTube, you can publish the video for free. Oh yeah, I don't spend any money on it. Yeah. Right I know folks that, you know, 
spend money on the advertising part online and make the video go to more Boost people. Boost it, yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm not, not going to spend my money like that. So I just let it happen what happens. Calling all landscape pros who want to get serious about healthy turf and a healthier bottom line. It's time to throw down new innovations. Built on 50 years of proven agronomic proficiency, Lesco fertilizers, control products, seed and equipment are engineered to produce more resilient turf. We'll continue to bring new technologies, so no matter the day, you'll always bring your A-game. Upgrade and outperform with Lesco. Visit site1.com slash Lesco today to learn more. Looking to grow your service business? Check out NiceJob.com. NiceJob is reputation marketing, which helps you get the reputation you deserve and then use that social proof to get more leads and sales. The tools are simple to use and can integrate with many CRMs. To learn more about how NiceJob can help you become top rated, visit GetNiceJob.com or use the link provided in the show description. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Kohler, powering your profitability since 1920. Yeah, this is just a job. Kind of like this is just a blower. You're just some friends taking in the fall colors. The Echo PB9010. 220 mile per hour wind speeds. 1100 cubic feet per minute. Bye bye. It's just the most powerful backpack blower in the world. So maybe that was just a job after all. Echo. Power on and on. You're riding along on the Green Industry Podcast 2021 Summer Road Tour, powered by Site One. What services and products does your company offer now? Uh, locally, we, we do two things, and that's it. And I've intentionally limited it to two things. One is full-blown maintenance, where we do, uh, you know, the mowing uh, we control fertilizer, seeding, leaves, pruning. We take care of the entire property our way. So it looks like I want it to look. Yeah. That's one thing. The second division is fertilizer weed control, where we do a lawn care program, uh, seeding, that kind of thing. And whoever cuts the grass, I don't care who cuts it. The home, most of them, they're homeowners. They yeah. cut their grass. And, um, so we have those two things locally, and then the internet is basically a full-blown e-commerce business. Yes, sir. So I make videos on YouTube, say, hey, look at my grass. This is how I do it. Here's what I used. You can go buy it here. And then when they go to your website and buy it, how does it get to their front door? Uh, well, we have a full-blown uh, fulfillment set up back here where I've got folks in the office that come in and 
uh, go through the orders and print the shipping labels off and box the product, box the material, and get everything loaded up. And UPS comes by uh, once, sometimes twice a day, and picks up a couple loads of stuff and sends it on up out of here. Did the the internet business, you know, with customers across the United States instead of here in a small, you know, 20 mile radius or whatnot, was that intentional or did you just kind of stumble on it as you, as you were showing off your skill set and properties and then you just kind of, it just kind of happened or, or did you plan it the whole time? Oh, heck no. I didn't, I don't plan anything. (laughs) I'm just kind of a seat of the pants. Yeah. If something happens, let's go do it kind of guy. Yeah. And, uh, I, I had it, it, at that point in time, I had about 600 clients here locally, wow. about 600 customers. And I wanted to send them a video to say, Hey, this is how we do this. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I couldn't get the point across talking it to them. So I wanted to show it to them. So obviously at that point in history, I don't even know if you could do it now. Can you send a, 600 people an email? With with a video attached to it, yes, I think it's called Mailchimp or Chimp or something like that. Well, there's there's I don't know. Okay, I don't think you can. You, you have to embed. Oh, a I see link. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know how like if I text you a video, I oh, just put the video to six hundred people. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how you do that. It's, it's, it's I think it's hard to do. So I couldn't figure it out at that point in time. So yeah. I said, okay, I need to figure this out. So I, yeah. I found YouTube. Yeah, I didn't know what a YouTube. What year was this? Uh, oh gosh, this was. Four, three or four years ago. Okay. Maybe. And so I loaded the video to YouTube and sent all my customers the link. Yeah. And said, watch this. This is, I think it was like a leaf blowing video or something. And um, I didn't realize everybody else was, could, <laughs> Can watch, could it. watch the video too. <laughs> and I start reading these comments and they're like, how you do this? How you do that? And I was like, hang on give me a minute let me make a video i'll show you yeah and it just it just spiraled out of control like that and um i one gentleman well i started talking about turf grass and started showing my yard where i live now which people were just amazed because it's non-irrigated fescue and i was in the middle of july and august and it's just glowing like a new penny and they're like how do you do that i'm like it's easy let me show you yeah and uh i had one dude uh email me or call me or something say hey can you write me up a a guide how to do all this stuff to your yard and i was like sure and he he said i'll give you 50 bucks i was like i don't want your money here just take here's the write-up take it and then another guy did it and the light bulb went off just like that like gosh these guys will pay money to let me tell them how to grow turf. And so that's kind of where the whole academy thing came from. And then on top of that, I had one of my best buds and I was one of my best friends now lives up in Virginia. Uh, he hit me up cause I had a bag of grass seed in the, in the background of one of my videos. I've always custom blended my seed to uh-huh. use here. So it's best for the, you know, transition hot environment. And uh, he messaged me and said, hey, let me buy a bag of that grass seed. I was like, no, you ain't getting my seed, man. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit, and he got his hands on the bag, and uh, that that right there kind of sparked the whole grass seed idea. 
And so now we got basically a full lineup of grass seeds that we have on the internet. So, so you at the GCI Academy's got training and guides of, of how to kind of DIY and get your get your grass yep. looking good. And then you actually have the product, yep. the seeds, and and that's not just a market, uh, you know, twenty mile radius or whatnot. That's United States. Are you going outside the United States or? Who's all getting oh, yeah, all that? It, it goes to everywhere but Alaska and Hawaii. Okay. Sorry about that. Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah. The, the shipping costs are crazy. And then um, you still have the hundreds of customers here uh, regionally that you actually are yep. doing their fertilization weed control program and, and mowing. Yes, sir. Correct. And that 15 employees, does that cover the whole, um, all of it, both the what you're maintaining plus what you're doing with the GCI Academy? Yes, correct. Yeah, the most of the guys are back there in the back. The uh, the office stuff, the, the office stuff. Um, the girls in here, they actually had one, which one's my wife, and she has since quit the nursing. Oh, okay. Yeah, we 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 come to a point with my son ten years ago when he was born. Um, he's got a lot of medical things, and. You know, it was just, it was incredibly hard for me. I'd be up at 12, 1, 2 o'clock doing paperwork and stuff for the uh-huh. mowing. And, and and she would be, you know, we had, th- I got three kids. Okay. And this was the third kid born. And I was just like, it's too, it's, it's hard. And she, she pulled me in there one day and she sat me down. She said, I want you, um, uh, I want to quit work. And I was like, you lost your mind. You make sixty some thousand dollars a year, and you want to quit? And we just mow grass. And I was like, "You crazy woman!" And uh, she got me back in there, and she said, "Just do, just pray about it, just pray about it, and let's see what happens." And I did. I I was very diligent in in my prayer in that for a couple of weeks, and it at that point in time, it it just seemed right. And I went back and I said, you know what? I think God wants us to, let's do this. You 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 quit work and you help me out on the office part. And then you'll, you'll have way more time to help with the kids and do all the kids stuff that kids do during the day with school and all that mess. And um, when we made that change, we haven't looked back. I mean, we have went straight uphill ever since then. And so it was a great, great choice uh, to get her to stay at home. And then, of course, she's in the office now. Mm-hmm. And and her and Sadie and Colby and then my oldest son, Eli, they all work in here. And uh, Colby and uh, Sadie and my wife do a lot of the local stuff, you know, calls and all that kind of thing. And they... Uh, my wife pretty much runs the online fulfillment okay. part of things. And then, of course, the other guys in here, they do the boxing and packing orders and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you mentioned having this big decision with your wife's career and praying about it. How else has the your walk with the Lord, how has that influenced growing your business and making decisions uh, with your business <laughs> and the culture around here? I was there. It's, it, uh, I, don't, I don't do lawn care for a living. I am first and foremost a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my life is his. I live my life for him. Uh, and everything I do revolves around him. 
I'm just happen to do lawn care for a living. I'm, I would much rather people see me as a uh, not really, not I'm not a pastor, but as a believer, you're called to hey, go out and spread the word, and and that's first and foremost what I want to be. And then after that, you can look at me as a, a husband, a, fa- a father. Uh, hopefully a good husband, <laughs> hopefully a good dad, and and then the lawn care guy, and uh, you know I just I just happen to do yards for a living, but man at the end of the day, none of that stuff has eternal value. So um, I'm first and foremost I'm I'm all about some Jesus. Yeah, how did how did you get to that point in your life? Uh, what, what was your testimony or story of how you uh, connected with Jesus like that? Um, I grew up in church. Uh, you know, typical Southern type of stuff. You know, mom and dad, Sunday morning, get up, let's go to church. And I did that and and never really got it, to be honest with you. And um, uh, I was, right after I got out of high school, uh, I really got into some hardcore uh, drugs and uh, just doing all the worldly stuff, alcohol, drugs, as many girls as I could find, uh, spiraling out of control. And um, it was during that time uh, I, I played softball and had been dating this girl and uh, I couldn't play on their church softball team unless I went to church. Okay. They said, hey, you have to come to church two weeks a month. I was like, crap, okay, I'll go. And it was just then God just started. I I was old enough where I could listen and comprehend grace, uh-huh. and I could comprehend mercy and love. And and when the pastor was speaking his truth to me, uh, God just started grabbing me, man. And and that's when I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my life to you. And and I did that, accepted Christ, and then. Two or three years went on down the road, and I kind of fell off track a little bit, you know, and kind of like that prodigal son type thing went off and done his own own deal. And uh, I got really, really involved in cocaine and ecstasy pills and some super hardcore type drugs. And um, one night, man, we went out, and I, I, I almost done an entire eight ball of cocaine by myself. And I was laying there trying to go to bed. And I just, my heart felt like it was going to explode out of my chest. I could literally look down at my chest and see my heart like just jarring. And I just, right then and there, God was like, I, I was like, you know what? I know better than this. I belong to a king. And here I am laying in some guy's floor and I can't even go to sleep because I'm so jacked up. And I went outside. <laughs> it was like three o'clock in the morning. I know people thought I was crazy if they saw me. I was sprinting up and down the road in right here in downtown trying to get the cocaine to wear off. Yeah. Get out of me so I can go to bed. And I went back and uh, went inside and lay down. And I said, Lord, if you will put me to sleep and let me rest when I get up tomorrow, I'm yours. 
And since that day, I, I slept like a champion, like a baby. And uh, since that day, I have my life has been drastically and radically different for the gospel. That's cool, Pete. Yep. And I don't, I don't plan on changing either. Cause, cause once God gets you and you and you and, and wraps you up like he, he does and, and shows you all this cool stuff that he can do for you when you serve him, uh, I don't want another life. Yeah. What would you say? Most of my audience is just, uh, I look at the analytics, like 91% men and, um, a lot of folks, a lot of lawn care professionals, landscapers, hardscapers that listen to this show. And, and maybe it's not hardcore drugs or things of that, but I just feel like something's missing in life. And there's just this, this, this gap and they hear you share this story and like, man, Pete found something that I want. What, what's that bridge or connection? How, how did they have what you have? Um, well, it starts with God's word with the Bible. And of course, you know, we live in a culture now where there's many different um, religion, you know, and I put, when I say the word religion, I like to put my little quotations yeah. around it because they're man-made. You know, men come up with these things and then people follow them because they believe it. Well, there's only one truth, and that's the truth straight out of the Creator's mouth, and we get that from God's Word in the Bible. And that's where you start. That's where you have to start. To, to get that relationship with Christ and um, accept the, that he actually was here on earth, you know, what, 2000 some years ago, whatever it was. And, you know, we live, we're broken people. You know, we have sin where we you know do wrong. People say we do wrong things and yeah, they're wrong. But at the end of the day, it's sin because it's disobedience to God. And, you need a forgiveness for that sin, and we get we get that through Jesus when God sent His Son here to die for those sins, and uh, it's it's a radical transformation for me. I mean, to know that I am a child of the living Creator of the universe, I belong to Him, and um, it's it's some it's some it's a it's. It's hard to put into words when, when I get to really dig into my faith because I belong to the greatest power in the known cosmos. And nobody can take that from me because God has promised that to me. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing your testimony of how you found Jesus. Was it a cold turkey? Did you stop the ecstasy and cocaine or was it still like a teeter-totter? Brother... When I went to bed that night and when I woke up, I was different. I can't explain it to you. I can't tell you. I can't give you some kind of scientific reason of what changed. There's no doubt in my mind God reached in my heart and grabbed me and said, I'm yours now. You are mine, period. And I just made a cold turkey Change even even my buddies when we woke up the next morning, <laughs> they're like, "Why are you up so early?" So I'm going to church, brother. Wow! Like church, man, you ain't been to church in three years, and and no, that that it was literally a a radical 360 change, and this I still cannot explain to this day. And you know, I went from every single night 
doing cocaine and partying to going to bed and waking up. Now my life revolves around Christ, period. There is no exceptions to that. Was your uh, lawn care business started after you started walking with Jesus or was this during this? Were you doing this? Oh, no, this, this was before my, my, all, uh, I accepted Christ when I was about 23 years old, okay. roughly. And so this, this was before the lawn care company come along. And so, and, you know, of course, when we started the lawn care company, you know, I was married, obviously, not making a lot of money. And through our church, we'd done the Dave Ramsey program. Okay. I know a whole lot of people know Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And who, you talking about financially life-changing. If, if you haven't ever done that, you need to do it. And it, it talks about the snowball and saving money and putting money up and all that kind of thing. And when my wife and I got out of debt doing that. How much debt did you have to tackle? Mm, that's going to be a hard question because that was many moons ago. <laughs> and I, my memory ain't quite as good as it used to be. Um, we had the t- typical credit cards, two or three credit cards. She had two or three. I had two or three. Matter of fact, my credit was so pathetic that uh, when I went to get my first cell phone with my wife as a as a couple, as a married couple, uh, I was in line and the lady leaned over the corner and said, Mr. Denny, uh, we can't give you your cell phone. Your credit isn't wow. good. And I was like, dang, that's pretty bad credit. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't even get a cell phone. So I had to call my wife and say, hey, you need to come up here and sign with me on this. And um, But we, we worked through all that using the Dave Ramsey thing. And you paid all of it off. Paid all credit cards off. Uh, you know, whatever it is we owed, gone. And uh, now the way we we live our life financially, we're, we're, we're very comfortable. Uh, God's blessed us um, considerably with the local company, the online business. But there's something that uh, folks need to know that this stuff isn't mine. Okay, these jugs back here, you see with this perlite, that stuff ain't mine. God, this all belongs to the Lord. He give all this to me. I'm just a manager of it. So the money part of that, he gets it first, period. Yeah. He he, he gets what is required. And then on top of that, um, God's blessed me with a uh, a desire to, to give, uh-huh. to help people. And so... My wife and I through a foundation. Uh-huh. Uh, we help people uh, that have disabled children like mine, and then on top of that, we just we like to give stuff, whether it be money, you know, help, time, uh, a bag of fertilizer. I'm at people coming in all the time, and I say, "Here, just take that bag right there. Just take it and have a good day." And they just like. They look at me weird, like, why yeah. do you just give stuff away? So your um, personal life's debt-free now with all, with uh, your house and all that stuff? For, for the most part, we still owe some money on our home uh, because we, we bought a, a pretty nice home. Um, you know, it's hard to pay a $200,000 house off overnight, Yeah, uh, no matter who you are. Um, but that, where we're at now, was a God thing, too. I mean, we we where I'm at now... That that home was about eighty grand above our budget, uh-huh. and 
we we had a budget of about two hundred grand at at the point in time we was ready to buy our final you know, living house, and we went in the community we're in now. They were all like two fifty to two eighty. Uh-huh. I was like, ain't no need. We can't even look at these houses, sugar. Let's go ride down the road and look at the little stuff down here, and. uh we, we we had been looking at one at the end of the road, mm-hmm. and we come back up, and the house where I'm now is on the corner, just the old field-looking yard crap. It had like three bushes in the front of it and nothing else. And Tammy was like, well, let's look at this. And I was like, man, that house is on the corner. It Look at the lot. It's terrible. It just looks nasty. I don't even want to look at this one. And she kept on pushing me. We actually went back and found out that the house had been in foreclosure for three years. And um, Tammy finally talked me into it and said, hey, you know, you can make the lot what you want it. You you can make the outside. Yeah. And, you know, you have a blank canvas, do whatever you want to do. And um, and so we we went back and we met the uh, realtor there. And I remember we made her an offer of two hundred as our budget, and uh, and we we sat right there with the realtor. Me and Tammy and the realtor prayed over the contract right there in the kitchen, and we left. And in two weeks, over the phone, we bought that house. Wow! Nothing else. It was it was I made we made them one offer. We prayed over it, and in two weeks. With with a, with about three different phone calls, we owned that house. That's awesome. And then, how has the going through to Dave Ramsey and and, and cleaning up the debt and, and living on less than you make, given doing the whole? I, I'm an avid listener of his program. I, I really uh, love what they're doing. How does that influence this operation? Because managing a personal budget small compared to 15 employees in a big old operation, how has those principles helped guide this operation? Well, my business is the same way. If, and I've always used this little saying to keep it simple to people. If you make $10, you can't spend 11 You know, it's just, it's basic. And, and people look at that and they're like, that's just too simple. But it is simple. Yeah. If you make 10 don't spend 11 period. And that's the way I operate my company, the entire business, you know. And, of course, you have to charge uh, um, you know, sufficient amounts to make the right margins and the profits and all that. You know, that's all the, the math and the business thing behind everything. But the overarching theme is if you make $10, don't spend 11 you know. Yeah. And so we, we really try and do that. Uh, if, if we have a piece of equipment we want, we want to get, you know, I – check my math and my bank account and you know if i got enough money to pay for it in cash in cash up front absolutely i do that way that piece of equipment is mine and nobody i don't owe anybody a dime for it Uh, another thing that we actually use uh have used often is the the sheffield financial yeah that is a i love it because i get to use Excuse me. I love this the Sheffield Financial thing because I get to use their money for four years, free, you know, zero percent, yeah, interest. So I love those things. 
so I take advantage of stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we pay our, pay our employees as good as we can possibly pay them. And the company still makes some money. And, uh, you know, I, I try to feed Christ into my employees. I got some guys that work for me that, you know, have had trouble past, mm-hmm. kind of like me, and they're in a different position in life now. They're they're working uh, probably paycheck to paycheck, and they're and I try to feed into them mm-hmm. and help them with life, not just give them a job. I tell my guys, say, "Hey, I'm your boss, but before I'm your boss, I'm your friend." Yeah, and you can come to me and you can ask me for help if you need it. Don't ever be, uh, don't ever think that you're less of a man if you have to ask somebody for help. Because we, we've been there, done that. We've had to ask. And, and I, you know, when, when my guys come to me and ask, it's part of my responsibility as a believer and a business owner, a believing business owner, to help them in the name of Jesus. And you know, that's what I do. Well, Pete, I've been a recipient of your generosity today. I appreciate you carving out time on a Saturday morning to, to join our show. How can folks uh, connect with you on YouTube, Instagram, your your website, the GCI Academy? Uh, let us know how they can connect. Uh, everything. Just Google GCI Turf and bam. That, there you go. There it is, brother. It's everywhere. Awesome. I really appreciate your time, Pete. Thank it's you. My pleasure. Thank you. Cool. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. Thanks again to Nice Job, Site One, Kohler Engines, and Echo for powering our second annual summer road tour. And don't forget to smash that follow button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.